Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. Well, let's, um, have we got a preaching screen or the slide there for this morning? Love to bring that up. Here we go. House to house, how we build a connected, healthy and growing church. This is the series we're in and really discussing why we do what we do as a church. So we've been speaking about how we do community, how we gather. So we gather here in this room and it's wonderful and then we also gather in our home churches because we really want to intentionalize us doing family and community together okay i believe that one of the greatest things that comes out of being in a home with one another is that the way we love one another is really put to the test when god left jesus he was leaving and he's leaving his final instructions to his disciples right like if, imagine if you were the Messiah, you knew what you were going to do and you had one last time with your people and he gives them this final instruction, love one another. Like that's like, yeah, cool, Jesus, we'll do that, but tell us what to do. How are we going to save the world? How are we going to do this? You've told us to go and make disciples of all the world. Tell us how. I just did. Love one another. Yeah, 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 that love thing, it's awesome, it's important. No, no, really tell me, how can I be fruitful? How can I be fruitful? You want to be fruitful for me? Great, here's your fruitfulness, love one another. Hang on a minute, there's something big here. There's something powerful in the way that we do that. And, and it's really easy to do when you can sit on the other side of someone and you kind of bump into each other and you have a quick coffee and a quick surface level conversation and then you can go home to your own individualistic lifestyle, but we need to rage against that. We need to push against that. We need to sometimes put ourselves in uncomfortable positions where we are in close-knit community because in community, in family, is when things surface and we're able to put love into action. Okay? When we actually feel like Someone in our home church or someone in our family or someone in our connection is kind of like one of those Samaritans. We're actually asked to cross over and be there and be with people. And so we've talked about that. We've talked about how we want to help keep moving one another along a discipleship journey by focusing on the things that help us to continually locate ourselves within a framework, which we're looking at as almost like a curriculum spiral. Thank you, Michelle Aiken. What a great idea. Coming around regularly, sometimes more regularly than others. Doesn't really matter. We're going around again. Oh, we're back at this issue again. But hopefully we're going around and spiraling up as we look at our framework of am I curious, meaning am I open to God? Am I connected? Am I actually connected to Christ? Am I actually connected to this family? Am I growing? Am I actually growing in my life? Or, and, and, and am I reaching out? Because one of the key indicators of a disciple is someone that can go fishing. Any fishermen here? Any people that wish they could fish and they go fishing and it's so frustrating because like I go all the time, like all the time and you'd think I'd catch a lot, but I don't. And it's one of the most frustrating thing in the world. No, no one else can resonate with me. Okay, I'm by myself. So, so, but we're called to fish for men and women, living our lives, reaching out and showing the gospel. And so we're in this framework, always thinking. But what we have, looking at all the different areas and thinking, are we moving forward along this journey? And it is a lifelong journey, which is great news, isn't it? Because when you said yes to Jesus, guess what? 
you're all good. Like nothing can separate you from the love of God. You are absolutely awesome. But for freedom, Christ set us free. And he wants you to not only experience freedom when we finally get into eternity, I'd like some freedom right now. It'd be nice to say, I believe in Jesus Christ and I'm not having all these chains and bondage around me, wouldn't it? Well, that is about a process of us partnering God with God in a discipleship journey, which is going to take forever. And that's good. And that's why we have one another, to encourage one another. Now, when Jesus sat down his disciples and he said, hey, guys, I want you to come together. I want you to love one another. I want you to work together. At that time, within their culture, their relationship with how they worked within the different people within their society was sometimes a little difficult, particularly when they looked at children and teenagers. There was a point where they would cross over and become a man or a woman and would be seen as a a member of society, but before then they were kind of out of sight, out of mind. And Jesus was so ticked off by this that he made a big moment where he said, let the children come to me. Children, kids, teenagers, you are VIPs to Jesus. You are very, 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 very important people. And if we as people that have moved beyond into our adult lives forget that, we got to start thinking again. Because we constantly have to remember that the kingdom is upside down. So in a society where kids were at the bottom, Jesus said, let me show you where I want them to be at the top. Because the greater in this world, in terms of our standard, should be willing to serve those that are seen as lesser and lift them up constantly. And when we do that, we do kingdom work. So when we talk about how we do discipleship and how we do this thing called church, the way we minister to our children and our teenagers is of crucial importance. It is the core of what we do. Because let me tell you, even on a practical level, if we don't reach the next generation, we won't exist in 10 years. We constantly have to be thinking younger and how we can be involved. So today, we're going to be talking into how we minister to our kids and our teenagers. We're spending an entire message talking through how we do this and the importance of it. And as you're hearing it, what I want you to do is two things. I want you to pray that your heart would align with this and that you would be the greatest promoter and advocator of what we do for kids and youth in this church and any parent you meet that you know has kids that are yet to be connected in, invite them along to our Friday nights or our Sunday Grow Kids, okay? Secondly, if you are here and you feel something on your heart to be involved, to actually come alongside these guys and join to minister to this generation, I want you also to come and see one of the team at the end of this Sunday, okay? Sound good? Clear-ish? Good. All right. We'll get into it. We have Ben Aiken again because he's just a workhorse and he loves it. He's going to come and share and take us through with our incredible youth pastors, Joel and Giselle Quigley. I want you to give them a huge hand as they come because they are phenomenal. And our amazing kids and family pastor, Michelle Aiken. Come on up. Come on. Welcome, Michelle. We love these guys. Go for it, Ben. Out of the way. I'll go on the end. We'll get ourselves sorted. Oh, sure. Right, 
Right, we're here. I'm going to turn that around. How are we, church? That was terrible. <laughs> Utterly terrible. Kids, it's your turn. Kids, how are we this morning? Woo! I knew you'd do better than the grown-ups. Good job, good job. All right, well, as Pastor James was saying, we're going to have a chat today about discipling the next generation. We have the incredible Giselle and Joel Quigley on the end here, and then we have my wonderful, wonderful wife, Michelle, right here. Yes. Joel and Giselle are our youth pastors. Michelle is our children's pastor, and these guys do a wonderful, wonderful job discipling all of our kids. And uh, we're going to hear a little bit from these guys today. So we're going to start off. We're going to run a little bit, and we might even have an opportunity at the end for you to ask some questions. So if you've got a question... Please hang on to it, and we will come to you towards the end and let you have an ask of these guys. But Michelle, we might start with you. How is Grow Kids run on a Sunday morning? Well, first of all, you're probably wondering why we're in our sports gear. We wouldn't usually rock up and run a panel in our sneakers and our tracky dacks, but that is probably um, a great example of how Grow Kids works. This morning, it was a tri-sports event out on the Oval. You might have seen us. We played some Oztag, we played some softball and some hockey with safer sticks than wooden sticks. Um, but we all got alongside the kids and we had some fun. Now that's a bit of an out of the ordinary um, sort of Sunday, but with the focus being on fun and relationship building. Um, a normal Sunday in Grow Kids would look like at about 9.30 um, along the back of the auditorium. There's different game stations set up uh, that might look like badminton, you know, twister, whatever. Um, we play together. We encourage parents and carers um, and grandparents and aunts and uncles, whoever's brought the kids along, to actually just spend five or ten minutes playing with their kids because... I'll let you in on a secret. Love for a child is spelt T-I-M-E. They want time. And I know you're busy. I know your Monday to Saturdays are busy. And we sometimes forget just how important play is. So there's five or ten minutes that we carve out into your Sunday where you just get to play. And you think it's for the kids, but guess what? Second secret, it's more for you. It's actually really good for you to play and embrace your inner child. So you play together for a little bit. It's also a bit strategic because that gets rid of some wigglies for the kids because then we call them to the floor, they come down to the front and um, we have a minute to win it or something to build some healthy competition and tie in the theme for the morning and then we do some teaching. We dig into God's word, we break it open, um, we've gone through the Bible chronologically, we've also tapped into what you guys are doing in big church a little bit and appropriated it for kids um, but we break open the scriptures that might look like an animation on um, Saddleback on the screens uh, but then we turn back to the parents and carers and say, hey, this is on you guys. Now talk about it with your kids. What did it mean? What does it say about God? What does it say about Jesus? What does it say about who we are and how we live and how to live that out Monday to Saturday? So um, we play, we pray, we learn, we chat. And then lastly, enact. We then do something called going deeper where um, kids break away with their parents throughout the auditorium and they actually dig a little bit deeper and actually get quite personal. How does that affect us as our family? How does it look like when you go to school tomorrow or dance or soccer training? And then can we um, have a way to live out the faith in a loving way throughout the week? Does that mean we're going to wheel in our neighbour's bins tomorrow? Is that going to be that we um, cook dinner for someone that's not doing so well. So the really practical side of it. Very good, very good. Hands up, parents, if you've been involved in Grow Kids this year or last year. Deanna is not the only one, I'm sure. There's more people here. No? Only a couple. There you go. Annie, sorry, we're right at the back there. Yes, beautiful day. 
All right, well, thank you, Michelle. Joel and Giselle, how is youth run on a Friday night? Well, Michelle puts us to shame because it's very school-like. No, it's good. I was just going to say we muck around. Excellent. Do we, Christopher? No, we don't muck. It's funny, though, you say that, but I'll let Giselle explain that. She's better at that than I am. But new parents come sometimes and they bring a new youth, and I don't know if they're a Christian child or their parent, or if they're from a Christian home. And so the parents will often say, oh, so what do you do? And then I try and package it in this way that it's like, we're, like, we're cool, but we're also not weird. So I'm like, oh, yeah, we, we do some games. And then we sort of do like a little bit of God stuff and we chat a bit about the Bible. And I'm thinking, oh, I hope they think we're sane. But they come back the second time, so we must be okay. But to sell. Um, so Friday nights for us uh, looks like uh, food. So each week we um, gather around food with the youth and oh my goodness, they can eat. Um, so that's really fun. Um, we say grace together um, and uh, just eat and um, hang out. We have some games um, just on the tables there that they can sort of connect over and had, have chats um, together while they're playing in that. Uh, and then uh, after dinner, what we will usually do is uh, we'll have just a God space. Um, so we do things uh, like, we generally, when we gather, we gather on a floor in a circle, which um, just breaks down a lot of barriers. And it's really incredible. We noticed last week we had a Christmas in July and we were gathered around tables uh, and the discussion didn't flow as well um, as it would usually when we are seated on one level all together. And it was just quite incredible to observe that. Uh, but when we're gathered in a circle, what we will do is we do, um, on an, one week we'll do good chat, bad chat, God chat. So um, we'll go around the circle and we'll share uh, one good thing about our week one bad thing about our week and one God thing about our week. And uh, that is just an incredible, sacred and safe space for them all to come uh, and just share about their week uh, with fellow Christians. So because within their week, they're not always around Christians, right? Um, so it's just so nice for them to come on a Friday night and have this safe space where they know that other people are following Jesus uh, and are on the same page. So, um, And we'll do that. We'll do good chat, bad chat, God chat. Uh, and then um, other things that we might do is we've had Matt um, D'Aquino come in and Andrew Kingston and we talk about creation. Uh, we talk about the historical evidence of Jesus. Um, and you might think, oh, youth are not that's not what youth want, um, but we actually um, did a Q&A with Matt and Andrew um, around creation, and we, as, uh, as a team, we were a bit nervous. We were like, oh, this could go one way or the other, like no questions or a ton of questions. Anyway, it was a ton of questions that we got that we had to stop the questions by the end of the night. But what our heart is, is that this is the foundation that God has given us for life. We want them to not be um, 
told it and just preached it, but we want them to engage with it um, and digest it. And we want this to be the foundation of their life. There is so much noise out there um, that they are wrestling with. And we want Friday to be a safe space. um, And we want the Word of God to be their foundation. So adolescence is not tumultuous, but they can stay steady and steadfast um, through that season of life. So, yeah. Awesome, yeah, so good. Yep, round of applause. Now, you've kind of touched on this a little bit, Giselle, so we'll come to Michelle and then give you a second to think about it. But why do we do Grow Kids the way we do Grow Kids? Um, We've actually moved towards a family-empowering model rather than a kids' ministry model. And even when you introduce me as the children's pastor, I might have to talk to Pastor James about... even No, even like a title shift, because I actually... I am not the most important spiritual figure in your child's life. You are, as their mum and dad. Now, that can be really hard to hear because for so long, parents, mums and dads, grandparents have thought if they can bring their kid along to church and they can go upstairs or off into a different room, someone else can teach them about Jesus. But you have the number one privilege and responsibility to do that so i i love my job i look at my job as equipping empowering encouraging you but for you to raise them because it's not in what we say we can we can say it but are we living it because one hour on a sunday only does so much what you do monday to saturday is what's going to count not that you're preaching god's word but that you are living his word and I, I teach at a um, school called St. Francis of Assisi and one of the mottos um, that he's accredited for, though I actually don't know if it was him, is preach the gospel everywhere you go and if necessary, use words. So we've recognised parents for a long time as the spiritual educators in their home. But I think we need to take that a step further and say that you are the imitators. Okay, so educators step up, imitators. Now I know that sounds really scary because you go, oh my goodness, I don't want the kids imitating. Yeah, ben, our, ben? House, our house is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't going to be, this was going to be Matt Dequino, so I could share this story. Now he's sitting next to me, I don't know if I can. But um, we're having breakfast the other morning and Ebony sticks her finger, or was it Millie? I won't name a shame. One of my daughters stuck their finger in the Nutella jar and licked it. And I went, oi, don't do that. And they said, but daddy does it. So our children imitate. However, when they take their Bible into the green lounge room with their Milo, I am happy that they are imitating this man. (laughs) So know that our actions is what they're watching. I forget the question. I've gone off on a tangent. Uh, well, the question was simply, why do we do it this way? Because we know that the way we do yeah. kids' church now is not t- the typical kids' yeah. church model. So, yeah. And we don't want them missing out on what's going on in here. Like, how cool that they're here now. They got to hear Rhonda. Okay, this multi-generational thing is amazing. I, I don't want them to miss that. They were able to take part in communion. They get to see you on your knees in worship, tears running down your cheeks, hands raised. That is too precious to have them kept apart and separate. We want to say, come in, watch what we do, watch who we are, and we can't pass on something that we don't have. So they want to see you living out your first love. And what does that look like? Let's make it so irresistible, but they can't help but choose it for themselves. So if during our Grow Kids time, I can just 
help you know how to springboard those conversations, but more just encourage you to live it moment to moment, then that is a good thing. And not that we're not on this alone. Um, we might, I might save that one for later because I want to talk more about that. Sure, no yep. problems. Joel, just, do you guys want to add anything in terms of why behind youth and the way you do it? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, well, we, uh, Stella and I have been the youth pastors here for, this is our fourth year. So as far as we haven't run a youth group before, we've been involved in them. So we started doing it in a way which um, might be um, probably a bit different to other youth groups. You know, a lot, I know a lot of youth groups always have the band and everyone comes up the front and all that type of stuff. We, we don't run like that particularly. Um, but we, when we're talking about it and talking with our team, Kendall and um, Isaac and Eric, welcome back, Eric, from India, by the yeah, way. The kids' team. I mean, the um, youth team, a round of applause yeah, yeah. too, can we? Thanks, guys. Great you job. guys are wonderful. We wouldn't be able to do it without you guys, actually. Kendall, Eric, it's great true. job, team. But um, we, were, we chatted about why, what do we want our youth to get out of youth group because um, if we're trying to compete with what the world does, it's I don't actually believe personally we should try and compete with what the world does because the world does it very differently and if it's about partying and doing all that type of thing um, it, we I think we know enough and I think our youth are smart enough to know too it's not a that's not a deep connection so we said well what do we want it to achieve we want these guys to be able to come and have a safe place to be a place where they can connect with one another um, and form friendships. Basically, every time we're praying before youth and we, and we pray before the night starts, we always pray that the conversations will be deep, the connections will be real, um, that if these guys have got anything they need to, need to talk about, they can come and approach us and we can talk about that, pray with them. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's why we do it, the way we do it, because we, want, uh, we understand that there's a deep connection that we need, I think just as human beings, um, and then put Christianity on top of that, and as Christians we get that, that connection with one another and the connection with God. Um, but it's more than games, even though they're important. Um, and there was a period actually where we did lots and lots of games, and I'm sorry guys if we don't do enough games anymore, but we sort of like, well we, don't want, we do want youth to be fun, but we don't want youth to be all about games, because games do teach you particular things, teamwork and all that kind of stuff, but what's happening for these guys, what's happening in their teenage years, to form them into adults, um, we want a deep connection, um, you know, between the father and themselves and one another. Um, yeah, do you want to add to that? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. No, great job. Great job. Is there, for either of you guys, is there a scriptural imperative? Is there something that drives it biblically for you in terms of how you go about doing it, why we've changed to the way we do things? Um, it just comes down to discipleship. Um, and I think just um, that's what we're called to do. And, uh, yeah, I just think the way that we do it enables us to do that because it's um, relationship-focused. Um, and we can't um, be transformed alone. We need Christ and we need others. And the way that we can get that is through conversation and through um, having the youth feel known and heard because uh, adolescents can be pretty wobbly. Um, but when you've got that safe space where you know, where they know that they can come and be completely themselves and to share, um, yeah, I just think scriptural basis is 100% <laughs> discipleship. And um, yeah, and we're seeing the fruits of that. So, yeah. yeah very cool. 
Um, Pastor James talked before about the Great Commission and I don't know if there's any linguistic specialists here, but when it talks about go and make disciples, it's something to do with a singular imperative or whatever, but the idea is more as you are going. So not go, but as you are going, make disciples. So for me, that means as you are in the car driving to school, as you are taking them to soccer training, as you are making lunches, as you are in with the tears and the tantrums and the meltdowns after school, they're the discipleship opportunities. Little snippets might happen on a Sunday morning, but most of those discipleship opportunities are going to happen as you are going and doing life together. And it was definitely a big part of the um, Jewish culture. I think, correct my pronunciation, is it Shema? Oh, the Shema. The Shema, there you go. Correct pronunciation, the Shema. But from Deuteronomy 6, so common Jewish prayer, and it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strengths. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And so I think that's what it really means to walk it out day by day. And if you're not convinced, then in um, Psalm 60, uh, 78, it says, We will tell the next generation of the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, the power and wonders of what he's done. Further down, he has established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children so the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born. I'm going to look out there if there's any yet to be born. That they would in turn tell their children and that they would put their trust in God, that they would not forget his deeds, but would keep his commands. And in God's goodness, he hasn't left anyone out of that because we look at those and think... They're scriptures that are often used as a family basis for um, family ministry, rather, sorry, a scriptural basis for family ministry, but it's not just for the parents. So those of you out there who may be um, not married, single, youth, not children, it includes you. It's our elderly, it's our young people, it's all of you, because that was a command to the people of Israel. It was all of God's people to tell all of the children all about God. It was a collective call that it's all our responsibility. So Grow Kids sort of takes that ownership off just the parents too because that can feel like a big weight. Like you said, youth is wobbly, but parenting is hard. Put your hand up if parenting's hard. And so there's collective wisdom in this room. So when we gather, when we watch the scripture and then we break into small groups, again, we're going back to community. It's not just what mum and dad says, but it's about what Matt or James or Giselle or Joel says. And it's not even that they really care what they say until they know they care. So that's the, the twofold thing is they'll care about what you know if they know you care. So our Grow Kids model, I think, is a way that we can show as a wider church community we care for you. And it's out of that place of relationship and connection that then they're interested in hearing what we have to say and then we can point to Jesus. Very good, very good. So how can families, how can they continue the discipleship journey through the week, after Sundays or Fridays? What can we do? Uh, like Michelle said, uh, I think it's just in those moments. <laughs> um, 
you know, like the boys the other day came home and uh, were talking about someone who wasn't very nice at school. And it's in those moments. Um, it's in real life experience for them and where it's at for them. Uh, and so we were just able to talk around that and go, okay, well, what should we do? Um, should we pray for those people? Because, and we sort of unpacked what their home lives might be like. Um, and, you know, to encourage empathy and understanding and, um, but allowing the kids to be pointed to Christ. Well, Christ can come into that situation and redeem that situation and what's our responsibility in that well our responsibility is to pray and to offer kindness to that person um so yeah i think just in those moments of (laughs) and they're happening all the time and sometimes we miss them and that's okay um god's grace is sufficient um but yeah i think it's definitely in those moments yeah michelle do you have Yeah, um, I'd say the same thing. I think really it just looks like living our faith authentically um, in front of them. There's no point saying this on a Sunday and then doing something different on a Monday. Um, But just to keep in mind, I know that every parent in this room wants the best thing for their child. I know that. Like that's built into you. But to be really clear that our number one goal is we want our kids walking with Jesus And then our other decision-making processes then fall around that. So that might be how we spend our leisure time. It might be um, what what we're watching, what we're listening to, what we're asking even about their school day. Instead of how well did you go on the maths test, it might be, you know that girl that you said was sitting on her own at lunch yesterday? Did you see you again today? And what did that look like? So it comes down to probably every conversation um, and just seeking got ourselves on Jesus, what do you want for my kids? Because I don't want that to feel like a weight. Jesus says, um, my yoke is light, my burden is light, is to say he wants even better for your kids than you want for them, which when you've got that mama's heart, that dad's heart, you go, man, can he even want better for them than I do? But ask him to show you how to keep modelling um, yeah, his life and love. And I think he'll grow them as he grows us. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We all need help modelling. Joel, you're going to... Yeah, I just want to um, just add to that what both the girls are saying. Um, is that it's a part... And Michelle touched on a bit earlier. It's a partnership between you know, us as the pastors um, of your your youth or your children um, with you as the parents. Um, and it makes me wonder, and this is only a wondering because I've only got my children. I don't pick up your children and take them home. You do. But it makes me wonder what the conversations might be like on the way home in the car or on a Saturday or whatever. Um, And I don't know what they're like, but I would like to encourage parents to ask those questions of the youth. How was youth? What was one, you know, know, we try and do it with our children with with school even. What was one thing you learned today? What was a good thing about school? Um, And as Michelle said, we know you parents want the best for your kids. Like, 100%. 100%. Like, if you love your kids, there's a scripture about it, you know, if you wouldn't give your child, um, if they asked for bread, you wouldn't give them a rock or a snake or whatever. Um, so, how much more God? But also, I want to encourage the youth, um, uh, ask, talk to mum and dad and be honest with mum and dad. And if I looked back on my youth years, I probably would have said, oh, there's some things I can't tell mum and dad. But now when I look back at it, I kind of think, I probably should have been more honest with my parents. There's probably a bit of a 
misconception that we can't talk to mum and dad about stuff. But as a youth, sometimes that's just a, a, a barrier that we put up. And so I'd encourage our teenagers here in church to talk more to mum and dad and open up more to mum and dad because you'll probably be really surprised when maybe you thought mum might rouse on you or dad might not want to talk or whatever. They probably will and they'll dig in because they love you and they want to help you. Um, and we're here to partner with mum and dad. Um, uh, yeah, we're, we're never um, uh, hanging out your dirty laundry, so to speak, or telling your parents things that you might have told us. We would never, ever do that. But uh, we love you as your pastors, and your parents love you as your parents. And we're all a, one big team trying to... Um, just a village, yeah, and, and one, one community trying to help you guys through you know, what can be, doesn't have to be, but what can be at times a tricky period in your life. So, yeah. Even um, our discipleship pathways that you took us through last week, that first one, um, which we know is not first because it goes around and around, but he's curious. Kids and youth are natural theologians. They want to know why and how and where. So kids and youth, don't be afraid to keep asking those questions. And mums and dads and um, greater extended family, don't be afraid to say, I don't know, but let's find out together. Because that is, it's so powerful. They don't, they'll, they'll know when you're bluffing. So if you don't know... Say, let's figure that out. And we're also all on different parts of that journey, whether we're new to faith ourselves or whether we've been doing this journey for a long time. So use one another. And that's the beauty of the Grow Kids and the Youth model is that we are meant to be drawing on one another as extended family. So sit with another one, another family and let their older, wiser person speak into your children's life too. Yeah, very good, very good. There is also great opportunity during Grow Kids in particular, and we've had it happen a number of times where a parent or a carer hasn't been able to be with their child, and they just sort of get adopted by another family that is sitting with their kids. So it's a really great moment. One, it helps us as adults, like it challenges us to sort of, do, how do I have this conversation? How do I say these things? And the kids are pretty forgiving. We'll have a laugh at you, but they're pretty forgiving. So yeah, it's a great opportunity. Um, in terms of the whole village kind of idea and community, what can the church community, what can everybody out here do to support and assist you guys? I think um, what I mentioned before is kids don't care what you know until they know how much you care. So to care for them, ask them about their week, comment on the sports skills that you saw out on the oval there. Um, we've got lovely Pawanti and Linda, their kids are grown, but they still pop in to grow kids and sit up next to a kid and say, hey, what are you reading? Tell me about your week. So think of yourselves as adopted parts of the family. <laughs> and um, yeah, look, look for opportunities just to engage. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah I totally agree with that. And um, we've had, uh, if we've had actually Pawanti and Linda come along to um, youth Big round of applause for Pawanti and Linda, thank you. Yes, thank you. They do lots and lots. I know Linda hates it, but bad luck. I'm up here with the microphone, so I get to say it. Well done. <laughs> but youth Sorry, is sure. not just for youth. Like, it's been so invaluable to have them along. Um, I know that Pawanti shared with the youth about going to a nursing home and um, talking the salvation prayer um, with a 98-year-old or something like that. And the youth were just so hungry and were asking questions afterwards. So, um, like, if you have a heart or if you want to come along, you are so more than welcome because our hearts is that it's cross-generational. Um, like, I know that I learn so much from the youth and we need that cross-generational 
um, discipleship, where we're learning from the older ones, where we're learning from the younger ones, um, because that's what a village is, right? So, yeah. Yeah, great. Oh, and while I've got the mic, um, I forget. Yes, our grow kids are in here, but our preschoolers and toddlers are actually in the creche space now. So we've got lovely Leone Bennett and Heather Hocking are in there looking after our young ones today. So if they could hear us, you guys do an amazing job. But that's a really... <laughs> that's super valuable. And... While um, we say that me family is messy and noisy and chaotic and we're quite happy to have our big kids in there, pra in here, practically our little ones need a different sort of space on a Sunday morning. So if you are open to serving in um, the creche area too, please come and see me because they love to have someone to play with, someone to sing with, dance with, but it's also a really practical expression of love to the wider body because so many of their mums and dads are then in here serving on band or sound desk or whatever. Um, but Pastor James said before, we are the upside down model of the kingdom that it is the least will be, the first will be last, the last will be first. But those little ones in there, they're going to be the next generation. So we want them to be declaring the goodness of God. And that starts this high. Um, and for our big kids who are in here, that's not accidental either. It's practical, yes, in that they've already done Grow Kids before. But being in here as a part of it, if sometimes they're a little bit noisy or they're distracting you, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because that's family. And what, what they see in here is you guys living out your faith. When they see you with your hands raised, when they see you listening um, to God's word, they are seeing what it looks like to be doing this journey. So this is, this is super important. You can make some noise at that point, kids. I see, they're so well trained too. They're, they're Very now... well behaved, these kids. Very well behaved. Um, and I was just going to say also, once again, um, similar to what I said before, is in just a courage older people that may not have, uh, you know, children here, and you're a bit past that period of life that uh, connect with our young people, you know, and that's and is, and the girls have said, like, it's just in the little things. Um, I used to have a, uh, one of my dad's mates, and when I was a young teenager, he'd come up and shake your hand, and he'd have, like, a 50-cent piece in his hand, and, I mean, you probably can't do that anymore, but um, he was, this is in the church, this is not on the street, so... Um, <laughs> But, uh, but just, you, you remember that stuff, and I, I, all, what I remembered from that is that this guy liked me, and he wanted to connect with me, and that was basically it, and they were family friends and that, but um, it does mean a lot, be interested, um, and, and also youth allow um, older people to be interested in you and interested in their life, and look out, we are a family, you know, when we're a family and we're in the household, we just, it can just be as little as saying hi sometimes, you know, let's all just say hi to everyone we see, hi, and that's all we need to do, and then greater, deeper relationships form from that. And that's just, it's, that's how a family works. So, yeah. yeah. And not even just older people. So, youth, a big thank you for investing in our kids too. Like, it's so cool. That's that um, discipleship pathway again, the grow bit. I'm seeing kids who have grown up through kids ministry who are now in youth and are helping out with our grow kids. So, Soph got into the tri-sports this morning. Thanks, So We've got Addie on the back on the sound desk and Miles. It's really cool to see them go full circle now. Now, and they're now mentoring our little kids and so young adults too you're not lost in this so you're you're that next level for our youth so we are a family we've all yeah, got absolutely. a role absolutely all have a role a bit of a practical one maybe a bit of a shift 
Uh, Michelle, we'll start with you. What does Grow Kids look like on a home church week? Or what should it look like? Cool. We're still, that's a work in progress, but church at our house, um, very similar to what happens here. So at 9.30 till 10 o'clock, we do Grow Kids in the lounge room around the table. Plenty of food, always. Um, we play some games. There's... If you have children, you would receive an email on that off week that has a full lesson plan, okay? I've done all the hard work for you. All you have to do is be able to read it, actually. But um, if you want to go that extra mile, there's plenty of different games and challenges and minute-to-minute things where you can collect things throughout the week to make that um, engaging. Really, we want your kids to say, hey, Sunday's one of the best parts of our week. We want them to keep coming to church, keep being in, in community. So if we can make that a really fun experience for them, fun is their currency. So make it fun. Once you've captured them with the fun, now their hearts are ready to hear from you. So um, create a space that's fun. Um, the, there's games, there's things in the kitchen you can do, there's science experiments, all sorts of things. We've got a pretty highly competitive bunch of kids, so there's usually something of a competitive nature involved. Um, but it's scaled down to being able to happen in your backyard or your lounge room. Um, and then again, it's usually linked to the Sunday that we've gathered beforehand, um, going a little bit deeper with that. And it's a bit shorter, it runs for about half an hour, because then we hope that the kids will just play. Um, and they do play. Oh, my goodness. Um, sometimes it's noisy, but I love it. There's nothing better than being in the lounge room, hands raised, worshipping, and hearing the kids shrieking in fun <laughs> from the backyard because they are doing community at their level. They're playing Lego. They're bouncing on the trampoline. So grow kids at home, fun, God's word. Uh, we then invite them back in to, hey, do you want to worship with us? And if there's communion, come and take part in communion. Um, but again, it's an opportunity just to say, hey, how was your week? Yep. Yeah, awesome. Joel, just tell about youth. Yeah, um, with the youth, um, it's also a work in progress for us. We're just talking around, and we met with James this week, just around how we can um, cater it to the youth as well. Um, but our hearts would be that they would be still in the same room as us, and so we can get that cross-generational um, you know, discipleship happening. Um, and so I would just encourage parents... Um, you know, if your kids, are, if your teens are coming to youth, they know how to pray and um, they chat with us. So engage them that way. Engage them in the questions afterwards and ask them. You might have to alter the questions a little bit, um, which we're also looking at doing. Um, but get them involved in the discussion too. Hey, what do you guys think about this? Or, um, you know, and do you want to open up in prayer or just close in prayer? Um, just keep them engaged and because there's so much that they can learn from those questions that we unpack as well um, that will, you know, help them in their journey with Christ. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And I think um, these guys are a wonderful resource. So at any point, if you are running Grow Kids or Youth in your home, please have a chat with them because sometimes we don't all do it as well as the professionals. Um, so now, It doesn't have to look professional. Messy is okay. That's life. It's messy. No, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Messy's good. Messy's good. Uh, we are just about out of time. I'm not sure if there will be, but is there anything anybody would like to ask of any one of the guys up here? Any questions around Grow Kids or Youth? Anything you're curious about? No? All right. If not, that's fine. What we might do, Joel and maybe Michelle, can I get you guys to close in prayer and pray over our next generation for us? Father God, we give you thanks for the young people that you've entrusted into our care. 
God, for all the ones that are colouring in on their clipboards now. God, for the ones that are in creche, for the ones that couldn't be here this morning. God, thank you that you love them so much. Thank you that Jesus modelled uh, through his interactions with kids and in rebuking the disciples just how precious they are to you. Jesus, you said, let the little children come. And God, here at C3 Monash, as a community, we want to say, let the little children come. Let the big children come. God, we want them here. Thank you that we have hope through Christ. And God, help each of us to be vessels, to pass on that hope to them. God, help us to love them well, to shepherd them well, to speak words that encourage them, that exhort them, but God, that we just keep pointing them back to you. Jesus, thank you that we don't have to do that alone. Help us to feel the weight of the privilege, but God, not a weight of shame or inadequacy because thank you that your Holy Spirit will give us everything we need to raise these young ones with their eyes fixed on you. And God, when we stuff it up, when we stumble, when they stumble, thank you that you are a God of mercy, that we can ask for your forgiveness, ask for your wisdom, and that each day is a fresh day just to model who you are to them. God, we love our young people so much. They are so precious to us, but thank you that they are even more precious to you. And help us as the body of Christ, your body, to create a home here for them that feels safe, that feels welcoming. Where, Jesus, they are free to be themselves, to say it how it really is, and to know that they will only find grace and love, that we can nurture them, that we can be gentle with them, that, God, if we need to discipline, that even that is spoken in love and for their good. Thank you, Jesus, for the privilege that it is to work with our young people. We ask that your Holy Spirit dwell here each morning for Grow Kids, each Friday night at youth, and that, God, we realise that while it feels like a responsibility, actually, God, you're doing it and we just want to create a space for you to move. So we ask that you move on our young people. Yes, Father God, we thank you so much for the young people of our church, Lord God, our, our children and our youth, Father. We thank you, Jesus, that they're so blessed by you, the Holy Spirit-filled, Father God, that they are the future of our church, Jesus. And that as older people that are um, mature, mature age, Father God, maybe not always mature, but mature <laughs> age, Father God, we would take our responsibility seriously, Lord God, of, of raising the next generation, Father. That we would take that on board, Lord God, as parents and as carers and as young adults and as um, older, more retired people, senior age, Father God, that we take that responsibility seriously, Father God. That to our youth, Father, we thank you so much for their wonderful hearts that Jesus, they are at such a critical point in life where they get to make all these big people decisions, Father God, and that they would lean on you, Holy Spirit. They would trust in you. They would read their Bible and they would pray. And when they do, you would speak to them, Father God, that they would not be afraid to ask advice of their parents, of their pastors, Lord God, of people who have been there before, Lord God. And wise advice would come, Father. But most of all, we thank you that their connection with you, Holy Spirit, would be deep and true and real, Father.
that, Lord God, you would guide them and keep them safe through teenage years, through learning to drive, through getting jobs, through um, managing um, young relationships, Lord God, through falling in love, Lord God, that you would be with them, Lord Jesus, and you protect them and keep them safe, Lord God. I thank you for the honor that it is, Lord God, to have multi-generations in this church, Father, and that your church will continue to prevail, Lord God, as we rise up, raise up our young ones, Lord God, and they take on the mantle, Lord God, of, of, um, of uh, looking after people underneath them as well, Father God, and taking your, um, your kingdom forward, Lord God, in this community. I thank you that we are in such a wonderful community in C3 Monash Church, Lord God, that it wouldn't stop, that as a community, Lord God, we would dig in, we would see the benefits of the way we now do church, Lord God, and the, and the, and the deep things we can get from it, Father God, and we would lift one another up at every single level in this church. So I thank you, Lord God, as we go forth from here this week, that we remember your spirit, that we remember you love us, that we remember you care for us immensely, Lord God, that every single area of our life is protected and kept safe, Lord God. And we would also remember our responsibility as Christians to love one another. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, can we give these guys a big round of applause, a big hand, yeah. please? They do a wonderful job looking after all of our kids. You guys rock. That is church for the week done. Don't forget next week we are in our home churches. If you're visiting with us today for the first or second time and you're not yet part of a home church, we would love to help you out. Have I just stolen your thunder, James? I just saw you in the back of my corner of my eye. Uh, we would love to have you join a home church. So please come and chat to any one of us. James at the back there. Put your hands up if you run a home church. Beautiful. You can talk to any one of these people and uh, have yourselves a very blessed week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you have any prayer needs, email prayer at c3monash.org.au or connect with us online.